0: Welcome to the best episode of Cancel Sweezy. the best episode that I have ever made. Of course, you know that I am shweezy and or actually, no, you may better know me as the Foreplay King. Uh, welcome to this episode of Cancel Sweezy, the eleventh episode, double digits now. Uh, the internet's worst podcast, uh, welcome to the show today, uh, fuck you and fuck your family. Uh, I want to, uh, let you know that, uh, fuck your family. This show, I say controversial things and you deal with it. Like, uh, we have, this is the show where we figure out which cartoon characters are gay, something that other podcasts are too scared to do and, uh, too afraid, to say the things that I say because they don't have the cones to say that, or the balls. Because what I've learned is women have balls because pee is stored in the balls, and that's why originally it was called the penis. And uh, don't try me on that one. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So uh, do not question uh, my scientific knowledge. I know... Everything. This is the type of guy you get. So uh, you you know what the fuck is going on. Welcome to Cancel Sweezy though. Thank you for showing up here today. If you enjoy this episode, uh, first and foremost, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. We're building up that platform still and working hard to get that up and going and like it and leave a comment there uh, to, you know— see what questions and what problems you have with me. Uh, Also, yeah, subscribe. And you can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at because likely that is also a good thing. Leave a review if you're one of those audio-only listeners. Uh, That also increases the show's uh, persistence and knowledge to who we are as a society, the society that I have determined we should be. Um, Like you should know, my new EP, Ride or Die, is is out now on all the streaming platforms. That includes Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, maybe Stitcher, Uh, Deezer, DistroKids, where I got it from, Uh, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube, everywhere you get your music, there I am in all its glory, Ride or Die by me, five songs about women who don't like to commit And our bitches and my struggle with that. Very cool. I have heard great things. So thank you so much uh, for everyone listening to it so far. Uh, One of my favorite things I've ever released so far in my life. And you get to be a part of it and listen to it, which is which is great. And Garth, you know, I think Garth likes it, too. And I really like that. See, he says he really likes it. So um, definitely, 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 definitely something that you need to check out uh, in the meantime. Also, uh, every Monday and Thursday, those dates may change soon, but it's going to be one of those days, I stream video games over on Twitch. Yes, stream over on Twitch. Uh, One great thing about that me streaming over on Twitch. I think this week, I I think Thursday might be too close to Christmas, so I may have to call that one off. But Monday, I will still be there, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, I am getting to a point in playing Breath of the Wild on my own that I'm getting ready to fight some of the Divine Beasts. I might just do that whole thing on camera. I have like two left, and I maybe just you know do it on stream while y'all get a watch. And it's really, really cool. And Garth, you and know, I really like that. Garth really likes that too. So come hang out. If you have an Amazon Prime account... Which I know a lot of people do, uh, you can connect it to your Twitch account. And so instead of just following uh, the Sweezy over on Twitch, you can press the subscribe button. They're typically worth $5 uh, subscribe, but you get one a month if you have an Amazon prime account. And it's a great way to support me in general doing what I do. Uh, and you know, if you don't do it, that means Jeff Bezos gets five extra dollars and you don't want Jeff Bezos getting $5. That's shitty. That is fucking shit. Someone just sent me a meme. Oh, de- a rib doesn't smell like ribs. Uh, but no, you don't want Jeff Bezos to get money. So definitely uh, hit the subscribe button over on Twitch. is a great thing you can do. Um, also, if you want to be a the gold member of uh, all, everything on this Sweezy podcast universe, uh, we do have a Patreon page. With the Patreon page, $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes of all my podcasts. And you get to be in the Cool Guy Club, uh, the cool guys I like. And-, and I really like that. So hit us up on Patreon, ad-free episodes. It's only $5 a month, the only tier right now. Be cool. But least thing you can do, like and subscribe to the podcast, because that is where I do it. Like and follow Sweezy Me on Spotify for all my music. So anytime I release anything, you get updated and notified when it drops and when it comes to Ahead to the World and get you everything you need. So, with that being said, let's get into the news. Um the news that uh the real news stations are not reporting on, only I report on. Uh so, let's get skin into it. I always like to start off with a good news article. Um let me just start off reading here. Montana reports zero new COVID-19 cases. And I really like that. Uh Oh, due to a system update.
1: Congratulations, you played yourself.
0: Okay, let's just get straight into this. Uh, the state of Montana is reporting no additional COVID-19 cases Monday due to an update on the statewide communicable disease reporting system Sunday. The following message is is from the state's coronavirus task force. The Department of Public Health and Human Services, DPHHS, performed an upgrade of the statewide communicable disease reporting system yesterday. The upgrade required the system to be shut down all day, so no cases could could be reported to the state for today's update. Cases will be added in the coming days as local public health departments catch up on the data entry. Oh, I forgot to say this is from K H U R. I-U-R-L-8. I think I may have put an extra letter in there. Um, Total COVID-19 cases reported in Montana remain 73,303. That's the end of that article. So um, I don't know how that's news. This news station just decide like they ran out of articles to go over or something like that because that's just something stupid to report to. Like, hey, we had zero new uh, COVID-19 cases today because of a system update.
1: Congratulations you played yourself
0: so this obviously i think it's montana so this is like all they have to report over so anything like slightly interesting going on here is like news uh news to the world so the national uh, why would you make a news article about this um well, no it makes sense hopefully that helps and it, just stay inside don't fucking go out people you're making things worse than it already is we got a vaccine as soon as you can take the vaccine don't be a bitch about it and uh go ahead and get your vaccinations. That way we can do it. And that way our, cause our Christmas is going to be very sad this year for those who give a shit. And then y'all are going to have to deal with everything else. So in the meantime, let's go on to our next news article. God damn. There's so many fucking flies. I'm trying to get rid of them, but they keep popping up everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Dead ass. We up out of here. Woo. Okay. Next article. Uh, Piers Morgan says i am not the bag lady in home alone too this is from the av club um let me put a picture up right here of the uh bag lady from home alone too uh make sure i remember to edit this in uh but here we go right here you can still see it it should still be up look at it look at the similarities between the two it's pretty amazing uh, go away now um professional pigeon person pierce morgan swears he is a, a lot of things stalwart protector of modern masculinity concerned razor purchaser mathematician but there is one thing he feels the need to convince a skeptical public that he is most certainly not i am not the bag lady in home alone too Piers morgan desperately vowed yesterday on good morning britain His wide grin hiding the deep well of shame and resentment radiating through our computer screens from every fiber of his being. You are the Pigeon Lady in Home Alone 2. Your character helped save Kevin when he is concerned in the park by the wet bandits, co-host Susanna Reed clarified. It's not my character. I've nothing to do with it. Morgan pleaded to the audience of millions before Reed cuts it with the simple, elegant statement of truth. It is. It is Morgan, of course, could only counter with a chasm silence because he knows the truth as well as anyone. The pub... The publicity televised intervention came after Morgan took to social media the day before begging us to look the other way and ignore the basic fact of reality. This is too funny. Now I can't unsee it or think it. Someone tweeted after being presented with the evidence. I need you to urgently Morgan Cashin in his retweet betraying a guilty scarred conscience. And yet even his own show's director couldn't enable Morgan any longer. He is concerned and he knows we are all well aware by now Piers Morgan is a professional pigeon person. The words of his co-host echoing in his ears. Everywhere you go, you attract the pigeons. Everywhere you go, Piers. Alright, so first thought, um, yeah, th- that's the same person. I I'm it's we we've all seen the picture. It's the same person. Uh second of all, like, Piers Morgan is such a shitty person. Like I don't even know how he has a career, to be honest. Like, his interviewing style is so terrible. I watched uh, Piers Morgan interviews, like, uh, murderers or something like that. He goes to, like, prisons and, like, talks to these people. And to me, a good – the way you interview people is – because I have an interview show too, The Schwedcast. Uh But the way you interview people, to me, is you get them comfortable. You just – let them know you're they're safe with you and they're comfortable with you. And going forward, they can confide in you, in who you are. And so anything you, they can tell you anything and feel comfortable with telling you these things. That's kind of what you do. Piers Morgan does not do that. Piers Morgan just automatically goes for like the questions. It's like So people who are like very much deny murdering someone and very much will go to the end of their deathbed saying they didn't kill someone. It's like, so why'd you kill him? I didn't kill him. No, but you did. You killed them. No, I didn't. Like, why are you going to try to do that? They're obviously in a point where they're going to say, no, I didn't kill them. So just keep talking to them, get them comfortable, and uh, if anything comes up in regards to the murders... Like, let's prove your innocence. Like, what? what is, what's kind of the reason you, you like your alibi, why you're innocent and everything like that? And like, kind of go into the reasoning, uh, kind of like talk to me, like, well, they're saying here this. And it's like, well, it's not true. It's like, well, we're going to need a little bit more evidence. That. I don't know. I would say make him comfortable. But no, uh, he is definitely a pigeon person. And 100% he is the bag lady from Home 2. I'm not going to debate with you on that. He is the bag person. If any Piers Morgan stands come out here for me, uh, go fuck yourself is what I will say. And yeah, so I don't know why I keep having these news. Cause I like, what's, what, what's going on here on my like computer. So, uh, nevertheless, he persisted and I will go on with more news articles that he didn't ask for. Uh, next one, uh, will make anyone laugh, uh, from what they see here. Let me see if I can get this fly. No, I didn't get it. Um, okay. Now, okay. Uh Scott Stapp uh to portray Frank Sinatra in upcoming Ronald Reagan biopic. Uh and this is from Billboard uh I think the website. Uh so it's from Scott Stapp the veteran rock artist and Creed frontman will make his feature film debut by portraying Frank Sinatra in the upcoming biopic Reagan, Billboard can reveal exclusively. Uh they're also oh, they exclusively got the rights to the, to reveal this. Now I am I don't know exclusively, but no, it's from Billboard. I'm not trying to uh, take, their, take their shine. Uh, the project will include a scene in which Stapp will perform as Sinatra as the famed Coconut Grove, the time when Ronald Reagan was president of the Screen Actors Guild and the club was a staple of old Hollywood. Reagan stars Dennis Quaid in the titular – oh, Dennis Quaid is it uh, – in the titular role – And it's planned for a 2021 release. Sinatra in performance mode was an exercise in restraint, Stapp says in a statement. He had this steely, stylish swagger in his sheer presence commanded a room. I was excited to join the cast and blown away by the onset attention to detail styles and overall production. Stapp joins a cast and also includes Penelope Ann Miller as Nancy Reagan, Mena Suvari as Reagan's first wife, Jane Wyman, uh, Kevin Dillon and Jack Warner, and John Voigt as a KGB agent who tracked Reagan for decades. Reagan un- reunites Quaid with director Sean McNamara, McNamara, McNamara who. Helm 2016 Soul Surfer co-starring the veteran actor in this year's directed cats and dogs threes Paul United wait that came out this year wait there's another cats and dogs movie that's that's bigger news okay uh, I'm not moving on we are honored to have Scott and Reagan uh, says McNamara Scott's known for for big, high-energy performances, so it was a thrill to see him shift gears to embody Sinatra's contained charisma. As the leader of Creed, Stapp has sold millions of albums and earned a Best Rock Song Grammy for the hit, What With Worms Wide Open, in 2001, his most recent solo album, The Space Between the Shadows, was released last year. So... One, I don't see Scott Stapp looking at all like Sinatra, so I want to go with that first. So weird, weird choice. But I think I'm gonna to have to see this movie because that, because of that in general. Um, I hope he sings and not like they don't use just like Sinatra's like vocal. Starts spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Gonna make a a new part of it. I am old New York. Ah, look, be there tonight. You're just like, it's really, uh, but Rocky, but, uh, why would they pick Scott Stapp? That, that's the weird thing. Why is the casting director? You know what? Scott Zapp's perfect for this. Uh, I feel, if I was the casting director, I'm like Brendan Urie one. He is a big Sinatra fan. And also he has like that kind of like swagger to him. Uh, And I think, like, if you're gonna go like that, and then you can have him singing it because Brendan Urie, phenomenal singer, panic at the disco. Um, And with that, so yeah, I feel like they miscast it, but I'm gonna have to wait to see the movie before we can really decide how good Scott Stapp is. Uh, In New York, New York, start spreading the news. I'll stop singing, but, uh, All right, let's go on to the next article. This article actually made me think a lot about Micah.
2: Hashtag pray for Micah.
0: So um, it could be Micah. I don't know where he was. Uh, Ex-Bin Laden henchman freed from New Jersey prison after Judge deemed him too fat for jail.
2: Hashtag pray for Micah. This is from
0: KADN Fox 15. All right, let's see what this one's all about. A former Osama Bin Laden henchman convicted in two deadly 1998 bombings and free is free in living in the UK this week after being released early, thanks to a Manhattan Federal judge who agreed terrorist was way too obese to survive coronavirus behind bars. Jesus <laughs> Cash uh, 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 Adele Abdel Barry Bari, 60, has spent 21 years in a New Jersey prison for his role in the 1998 Al-Qaeda bombing of two U.S. embassies in Africa that killed 224 people, including 12 Americans. Defends obesity in somewhat advanced age make COVID-19 significantly more risky to him than to the average person. U.S. District Judge Louis A. Kaplan wrote in granting the release... Bari had been set to be freed on October 28th, but his attorney asked that he be let out sooner, citing their client's age, girth, and asthma. Mr. Bari's continued incarceration now significantly increases his risk of infection, which could wreak disastrous outcomes. His lawyer wrote in court documents, while persecutors didn't agree that Bari's age made him more at risk to catch COVID-19, they did concede his body mass index of 36%. Did um, The defendant's obesity is an extraordinary and compelling reason that could justify a reduction of his sentence in light of the current pandemic. They wrote the 230 pound terrorist was freed from prison October 9th and from an immigration and customs enforcement facility on Wednesday when he was handed over to UK officials. Baris, whose son, British rapper, <laughs> God damn it, British rap. Oh, that's even worse. Let's just put this take the sun in his place. Abdel Majed Abdel Bari is an Islamist militant, was reunited with his wife, Raga, who lives in a $1 million plus apartment in London, what the hell, uh, Britain's Sun newspaper reported. I, that's weird. Uh, his return to the UK couldn't be blocked because he was granted asylum there in nineteen eighty seven before being arrested in 1999 and extradited to the US to stand trial in 2012. He had been sentenced to 25 years in prison in 2015 but received credit for the years he spent behind bars in Britain while fighting extradition. Extra, extradition visuals couldn't send him back to his native egypt after his release because he could be at risk of death or torture it's unported his return remains a huge headache for the uk home secretary uh, uk home secretary equivalent to the u.s secretary of state she is intent on ridding the country of threats, but there's a notorious terrorist dump right on her doorsteps. a source told The Sun. Bari's immigration lawyer told the New York Times last month, after all this time, all oh, Mr. Bari wants to enjoy a quiet life with his family. Edith Bartley, his younger brother, was among the victims, ripped the release. Just serving a sentence doesn't mean that a person has been rehabilitated, doesn't mean that their core thinking has changed, she told The Times. This is a person who can still do harm in the world. Okay. Let me see here. Got one of the flies. Okay. Uh, So I think in here, that's quite a predicament they've gotten themselves in. I don't know how they would handle it, but all I can know is uh, if you're fat or if you're getting sent to prison and need to find an easy way out, have you tried just gaining a ton of weight? That's actually pretty funny. How do you gain so much weight in prison? Isn't, like, exercise half the things you do there or something like that? I don't know. Who knows anything about prisons? But if you get sent to prison, just get fat.
2: Hashtag pray for Micah.
0: And that's the way it is. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So how many more articles do I have? I got two more articles Um, coming up here, coming up in May. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Democratic lawmaker says he owes Hammers apology after call- – Hammers, specifically Hammers, an apology after calling Dutty Dunn- DeVos uh, dumb as a bag of hammers. This is from The Hill. Uh, Republicans hold slight edge in Georgia Senate runoff's poll. Uh, Repu- uh, Representative Jared Huffman, a Democrat from California, took aim at education. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos on Thursday, humorously apologizing to hammers in a tweet for once saying DeVos was dumb as a bag of hammers. I once took a beat, took, sorry, let me start that over. I once took heat for calling Betsy DeVos dumb as a bag of hammers, but after her four years as our education secretary, I now realize an apology is owed Two Hammers, wrote Huffman. In 2018, Huffman referred to DeVos as rich, white, and dumber than a bag of hammers after a 60-minute interview in which she appeared to struggle to answer questions posed by interviewer Leslie Stahl on the state of education in her home state of Michigan. Uh, Representative Jared Huffman, uh, obviously Democrat in California, took aim at Education Secretary Bessie DeVos on Thursday, humorously apologizing to Hammers in a tweet for once saying DeVos was Dumb as a bag of hammers. I once took heat for calling Betsy DeVos dumb as a bag of hammers, but after he after her four years as our education secretary, I now realize an apology is owed to hammers. Wrote Huffman in 2018. Huffman referred to DeVos as rich white. And am I rereading this? Uh, Huffman think okay, let me just kind of move forward, yada, yada, yada. With, I think that's something happened. With his tweet, Huffman shared a link to a Politico piece detailing how DeVos allegedly told Department of Education employees to be the resistance once President-elect Joe Biden assumes office on January 20th. Let me leave you with this plea. Resist, DeVos said during a meeting to discuss the upcoming transition. Be the resistance against forces that will derail you from doing what's right for students and everything you do. Please put students first. Always, you didn't put students first, you bitch. Uh, Politico notes that DeVos has had somewhat combative relationship with career department employees. One saying of the education department, this building has caused more problems than it solved. DeVos has been a controversial education secretary pick. Uh, since before she assumed the position, largely due to her lack of experience in education before joining the Trump administration, she had been a major donor to Republican campaigns. In October, a U.S. district judge excoriated DeVos for failing to properly address 160,000 student loan forgiveness claims, calling her process disturbingly cough OK, I don't. That makes, that makes the judge stupider. Under DeVos, instruction, 95% of applications were denied, with most applicants rejected without proper explanation. Boards came out on Thursday with two candidates have emerged as a top contenders to be Biden's education secretary. Leslie T. Fenwick, Dean Emeritus of the Howard University School of Education, and Miguel... Cardona, Connecticut commissioner of education. Uh, so thank God, uh, Betsy DeVos is out. Just think of all the cabinet members. That was a big thing when I was like telling people, you got to vote for Biden. Like he wasn't my first choice for a Democrat candidate, obviously, but, um, just think he seems to surround himself with smart people and, uh, just think of the cabinet members he's going to choose because the cabinet members may be more important than the president itself moving forward. Cause there's just so much that goes into the cabinet. So, uh, yeah, I uh, think God Betsy DeVos is out, uh, or as I like to call Professor Umbridge or Dolores Umbridge. She is now gone, uh, and uh, hopefully we can sink more of her yachts in the meantime. So, in the meantime, uh, let's keep going into. But I really like that. So, uh, you yeah, know, let's uh, let's get physical playing music. I like that thought. All right, yeah. So that's uh, what we have to say there. Uh, last article I have for the day is one should be pretty quick. <coughs> McDonald's opens barbershop, offers '90s-inspired Golden M haircut in New York Post. The '90s are back, psych. <clears> the <throat> burp here, but the hairstyles from the '90s appear to be, or at least they are, in Sweden, where McDonald's has opened a barbershop to re- revitalize one specific look—an iconic '90s hairdo for men, which involves a center part, the face-framing bangs, and once that, and once one and was once rocked by celebrities including David Beckham and Leonardo DiCaprio among the other 90s-era heartthrobs is making a comeback via the marketing team at McDonald's in Sweden. Why wouldn't McDonald's Sweden care, you ask? Because the hairstyle bears an alleged similarity to the fast food chain signature, Golden Arches. McDonald's Sweden has opened up the world's first Golden M barbershop in Stockholm which specializes in helping people trim their own, the Golden M hairstyle. When we realized that people were wearing our golden arches we had to act uh, said Sta- stefan ekstem the marketing director at McDonald's sweden we started the m barbershop not only to guard our golden m but to also to claim it once and for all the salon is a celebration dedicated to our beloved ambassadors a helping hand to guide them on how to keep their m's in perfect trim even when we can't move around as freely as we usually can then two hours of the digitally digital launch, all salon appointments with influencer hairstyle Adam Lukacs were fully booked and press release shared. Those who attended the virtual sessions were treated to haircut lessons and digital styling. Those who have since gotten Golden M dues can also trade in their hair and possibly dignity for a free Big Mac via the chain's Golden M detector digital app. All right. The big question is why? And yeah, why is the, uh, why is the big question here? Um, yeah, that's all I got to say on this. Um, you know, all I got to say is why tell me why. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch video game streamer myself, I know there are two types of game. One type is the game that you'll continue to go back to time and time again, like Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers. And then there's those other games, you know, that you only play once and then never pick up again. And that is where Gamefly is perfect. Most games come in at around $60, you know, these new AAA titles come in at $60, but with this link in the description of this episode, uh, your first two months will only be $10. I'm a subscriber myself, and uh, I played through Pokemon Sword, and I loved it so much that I wanted to keep that copy, and with just a click of a button, uh, and you just pay the little extra money, you get to keep the game that you rented from Gamefly. You don't even have to worry about anything else, and they'll go ahead and send you to the next game. I'm excited for the month of October, I will be getting into Luigi's Mansion, because that is a very spooky game and uh how that's halloween so it's the spooky season which i am super excited to play that game i already got it in the mail and i'm excited uh for once october kind of rolls around i can start playing that game and it's super fun and awesome i love GameFly. fly um, like i said i'm a subscriber myself but you can get your first two months for ten dollars you just got to use the link in the description of this episode and you know what start playing those games This episode of the Shwedcast is brought to you by FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, uh, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out as well, which I always like to look good working out. Hashtag pray for Micah. We all know what the drill. Um. With your purchase of any product from the FNX Fitness website, they even donate a gallon of water to a child in need so you know that each purchase you make uh, really is helping someone out. Uh, Using promo code SWAGCAST or link in the description of this episode, you can save 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code SWAGCAST or link in the description down below. Save 15% on some great performance supplements. Okay, so I'm um, still rocking my Grinch Christmas sweater, the only one I do own, but uh, I also want to show you here, I found out, I remember my brother gave me like a huge pack of like elf themed socks for Christmas uh, last year, and so uh, I decided to wear this pair, let me see if I can like properly get it up here. So you got Buddy the Elf on here and then has all the ingredients uh, for uh, the the elf food group, so can't even show very well and i'm wearing the sock so it's like syrup candy canes candy corn uh and candy uh all there on the sock so it's just pretty cool um uh, good thing i have no excuse to ever wear any of this unless uh i'm doing this show so uh so yeah uh that's pretty cool but no i'm still feeling pretty festive even though it's gonna be a lonely christmas this year uh uh, but you know, we got, I'll zoom in with everyone. So it's not like lonely, but I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be physically not around other people because I take things seriously and you should too. Speaking of, speaking of that, I don't know what, how I got a transition here. Um, so, uh, I played myself yesterday. Congratulations, you
1: played yourself.
0: So, um, Big thing happened here. Um, so I watched uh, the recent H3 podcast, the last two of them, the frenemies, one with Trisha Paytas, and then um, the one with the full team. Uh, and uh, they all took the NPI, these narcissist personality test, uh, created by Dr. Drew Pinsky and Dr. Joe Young. Uh, and uh, I was, I was thinking, um, hmm, God damn it. Why did the only flies when we come here? I was like on the break. I was like, getting here i'm so sick of these fucking flies okay okay that made me look stupid um but no they had a test there see how narcissist you are and i was like hey i'll take it and stuff like that and then um so it's out of 40 uh most people are around 15 like a little bit more a little bit less around 15 15 is like the average what a normal person is so i took it and i was i wasn't i don't I i don't think i'm a narcissist um but uh I got a 28 out of 40, which is fairly high. It's not like I'm a full blown narcissist, but, uh, I'm up there. Apparently, uh, apparently wanting your, believing that you will be successful one day is, uh, apparently a narcissistic tendency. I didn't know about, but apparently it is. Um, and so the real way I played myself, uh, let's get congratulations. You played yourself. Um, I need to fix that. Um, but the real way I played myself uh, is that I had all my friends do it too, uh, or at least a couple of them. I didn't get all my friends. I had a couple of my friends do this. And so, um, so I got. like I said, I got 28 out of 40. Average for a normal person is 15. Um, and I was thinking, Micah may be around the same time. No, Micah got 12. The bitch got 12. Um, and I think... He said, "I think he would have scored higher, but he doesn't care much about the wanting to be the leader in things." I, I like to be the leader because I know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, Micah got twelve. Uh, Cricket or Josh Casey, that bitch. He uh, he scored like a six. Like, do you have self-esteem, bro? Um, Steve uh, is a eleven. TJ is a seven. Come on, TJ. Uh, Jordan is a fifteen. And TJ's girlfriend, Sarah, with no H, is a 11. So, um, oh, and Austin Doyle, he is a 10. So, um, so folks, uh, it turns out I am up there, almost a narcissist, but apparently not really. I just maybe am, I think more about myself than I should. And uh, hopefully it doesn't ruin things for me, but I really did play myself.
1: Congratulations, you played
0: yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I really played myself. Uh, uh, I don't have the link here, but I just want to do Dr. Drew Pinsky and Dr. Joe Young's Narcissist Test. Just Google Dr. Pins- Dr. Drew or Dr. Young's uh, Narcissist Test, NPI Test. Uh, you can find it online. It's free. Um, but, no, it's actually by doctors, so you uh, actually know what the fuck's going on. And uh, I played myself.
1: Congratulations. You played yourself.
0: So, um so yeah, um, the big things I did get scored on, uh, it looks like, um, you see what I put self-sufficiency, exhibitionism, exploitativism, vanity, and entitlement are a medium, but authority and exhibitionism is high. So, um, let me Google exhibitionism cause I don't know what that is. So, um, just take a look at that real quick exhibitionism, extravagant behavior that is intended to attract attention to one. So- oh yeah, I have a, I have a big attention problem. That's also a big, and I think that goes from me being a child, being the least favorite child for a while. And so I think there's something like that, like wanting, always wanting attention, um, is, pardon me, but i I'm, I'm very aware. Um, I like, I like being the leader in situations and I like, uh, And I guess I like having attention my way. I think it's just there's probably something I need to do with a therapist. And uh, everything else is a medium, though. So uh, I bet if I scored medium on that, I'd be, like, lower numbered. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a big reason here. Uh, Yeah, attention is something I like. Like I said, I'm Tinkerbell, so if you don't give me attention, I die. And, uh, yeah, so... uh, so, folks, uh, yeah, everyone do an NPI test. Tell me what number you got and make my life feel a lot worse. And, uh, and after you do, go fuck yourself because fuck you. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Next next thing I want to talk about, I've been obsessed with this video. So uh, let me go ahead and start it now. I want to watch it with you guys. It's now playing. So look, the woman on the right has the sexless marriage haircut. The renewed design is the key to the power that we need. The world is gonna see that it's Christ in me. The renewed design is the key to the power that we need. It's the only way. Woman on the left has the uh Boring mom style. Watching this is the key to the power that
2: we need It's the only way to be strong and eternally
0: eternally We can claim the rights that God gave you and me Why are they trying to be sexy while doing this Is my favorite part oh yeah break it down boy i've watched this too much you the christ in me new, mind is, in me. new mind, mind is the key to the christ in me god what a way to end it oh man so i've watched that way too many times and in the, in the best ways how i found it is a black friend on facebook it was just like what the fuck white people in uh that's the, that was the best part of it all. It was just how I found it. Um, you didn't notice like the woman on the right, she had that sexless marriage haircut. And, um, uh, the, the best thing is, so this comes from, and I had my friend, uh, Chris and my friend, Nathan, uh, who are both, uh, ex evangelicals like me. And, uh, I think I posted it to another friend, a mutual friends, Facebook. And I'm like, and like, this is Chris's, uh, this is Chris's dance moves right here. And then Chris is like, Oh, I know the entire backstory on this. I'm like, please go on. And so I did a deep dive into this, which is not good. When I do a deep dive into a weird video, it's not good. Like, uh,
1: come on, Mark, don't be stingy.
0: Like when I do that, it's, it's very bad. Or this is the type of guy you get. Like it's, it's bad when I have to do a deep dive into something like that. So, uh, it's just a lot of things like the woman on the right, she has the sexless marriage haircut. Um, which is funny because they said this is like indeed a cult, but what they would do is encourage their, uh, female members to actually go out and try to seduce men into joining the cult, which I feel is pretty cool, but I don't know how much sex is going on there, which that's the term factor of the kind of cult I would join is like, what, how do, how much sex am I personally going to get? Because apparently I'm a high narcissist leveled, level 28 narcissist. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's very interesting. Um, I think what's making me obsessed with the video is that it's making Jesus – it's trying to be sexy, but also, like, minister at the same time, which I can't do. Like, the suit is weird. The dresses they're wearing is weird. That's like a bridesmaid dress they would, that they're wearing. And uh, most of the time, bridesmaid dresses are not sexy. And the purpose of them not being sexy is because they don't want to outshine the bride and that makes a lot of sense so um that's the reason behind that but i am obsessed with that video if anyone else is obsessed with that video please write to me and if you know anything else about any good stories about the way ministries please 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 get to me uh because the, re- the new mind is the key to the christ in me the renew man is the key his like breakdown dancing is cool too um i don't know i'm obsessed with that video and i have to know uh everything about it, to be honest with you folks. I got to know everything about that. (laughs) The next thing I have, uh, we're continuing our movie review of Christmas movies. This is going to be the last one for the month on, uh, Rankin Bass Christmas films. Actually. Yes. So, uh, next week I will be doing, uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, typically a traditional watch for my family of year. And of course uh, COVID's not letting me see my family. So uh, I'll have to watch it on my own. And like, I usually don't, I'm not a big fan of that movie. I just think I've just seen it too many times, but I'm going to watch it in color this year because I can. So uh, yeah, but this year, but this week I, I wanting to review Santa Claus coming to town, uh Rankin Bass feature film. Um, it's a, it's the origin story of Santa. This one's actually very uh, wholesome. This is a very wholesome movie. So it's actually a lot, really hard to nitpick this movie but i am so fuck you so the movie starts off with just being bar- bombarded by questions from children Qu- you know how like children just ask so many fucking questions um and they just will not shut up And they're like, what's that what's that what's that and you're like jesus christ and you have to answer the questions because the kids like learning or, like the world around them like how's everything going on stuff like that so like they're like you gotta like answer all their questions, and it's just fucking annoying, so, uh, you know, Fred Astaire, mailman Fred Astaire, he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna tell you the whole, fu-. they're just like bombarding them with questions about Santa, so it starts off, I'm like, I'm just gonna tell you fucking everything about Santa, here's the whole fucking story, um, that way you can shut up, so, so, Fred Astaire just snaps, and just, I'm like, here's, here's, here's the whole fucking story about Santa, um, it starts off with a orphan baby, a mother- Dropped off a baby and at uh the mayor's office, not an orphanage, but the mayor's office, and uh, that's where we get to meet uh Mayor Burgermeister Meisterburger, um, who's just like fuck babies. I don't want a fucking baby. Why would someone leave a fucking baby here? So he tells his gay assistant, and don't worry, his gay assistant's the only gay character in this movie. We're not gonna go into that, but yeah, he is gay. Uh, Drop. He's like, hey, take this kid to an orphanage because. I'm glad the mother is not keeping the kid because she's obviously way too fucking stupid to be raising this child on her own. So it's like take this kid to an orphanage where he belongs. So basically, Gaisen's like, okay. So he's like pulling the baby on a sled instead of just like carrying it, you know? Because I feel like pushing the sled is gonna be a little bit harder unless like, I mean, if you had like a stroller, that'd be the most optional thing to do. It's like, hey, look, I can take my kid somewhere and not die. So. Obviously, best option. Uh, But no, they uh, on the way to the orphanage, the gay assistant loses the baby. The one job he had. Oh, no, the baby's gone. And then he's like, you know what? Let's hope this works out. And luckily it did. He didn't die from uh, the Winter Warlock. He uh, obviously made it to the uh, Kringle's Lodge house home. Uh, Luckily, they find him on the doorstep. Somehow they've flown to the house, of the Kringle home, and uh, they're like, "Oh, we'll take him in because uh, we need more people to work here." Uh, so they just take him in. Uh, they find him with a necklace that says "Claws" on it, and they're like, "That's a stupid fucking name. Uh, we're gonna call you Chris." So it's just, <laughs> it's like, should we give give him this name? Now nah, let's just let's just call him Chris. That sounds like a better name than fucking claws. Uh, so they're like, "All right, we're gonna call you Claws." So. Uh, he, they're growing up. They're like, yeah, we're toy makers. Uh, when ba- like kid claws, a oh, kid, Chris, sorry. Um, it's like, Hey, why are we just building all these toys for no fucking reason? Well, we typically like to deliver them to children, but, uh, uh, the winter warlock will not allow us to do that because he's a dick. Uh, no other reason other than the fact that he is a dick. And so we can't do it. And then, and then they're all like puny. And then there's like, like. Ten L's and then like a old woman, so like they're like, yeah, we can't deliver this. We're a woman and a bunch of L's. And they're like, maybe one day when I get older, I can uh, and become a beefcake. I can go ahead and deliver all these presents to that that Nazi town uh, that we live near. So uh, eventually, uh, after singing a song, uh, they Chris gets older, becomes a clean shaven hunk. Like he is a clean shaven hunk. He's like a baby face, but he's also a hunk. Very weird. very weird for me to do. Uh, he's like, alright, I'm old enough now. I can fight off anything. I am going to uh make my way to town. Making my way to Nazi town, walking fast. Winter Warlock's gonna kill me. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na. So uh he eventually makes his way past Winter Warlock. He meets uh, Hopper, his tusty penguin, coolest character. I love penguins, favorite animal, always have been, always will be, and uh they make it to Naziville. Uh where uh, Burgermeister made toys illegal uh, for some reason. Um, I think he's constipated. The theory I'm going with is he's constipated because he kind of acts like how I've acted when I've been constipated. Uh, You're just like, you got all this shit inside your colon that you can't get out, and you're just like, "Mm." like, just the slightest thing annoys you. So I think he's constipated, and he's also fat, so it could just be because he's fat and he doesn't like himself.
2: Hashtag, pray for Micah.
0: So... He eventually makes his way. He starts giving kids toys, and then our kids are happy. And then the hot teacher Jessica comes out. is like, what's going on? You know, toys are illegal. And he gives her like a doll, and she's like, "Oh, okay, we can keep it." And but she's like, "But Burgermeister doesn't like toys. He made toys illegal." And Chris is just like, "Ah, oh, fuck him. Uh, I can give him a toy if he wants to. Just fuck him." And so, also here, here's the weird part of the movie. He sings a song about giving kids presents and having them sit. Sim- don't be stingy. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So that was weird and also hilarious. I lost it when I got to that point uh, in the film. But uh, eventually, uh, you know, after they're singing and not moving, uh, Burgermeister catches up with him and he's like, hey, toys are illegal. Stop doing that. And he's like, fuck you. And then he's like, oh, here, have a yo-yo. And he's like, oh, I love yo-yos. Until so he's playing with his yo-yo. And, uh, his gale's like, he's escaping, sire. And, uh, yeah, Chris escapes, um, after distracting Burkermeister with a yo-yo. So that's, this, uh, yeah. This is the type of guy you get. That's the type of guy you got, uh, in, in regards to, uh, this, um, but now after he escapes, he gets caught by the Winter Warlock. As you know, the Winter Warlock is a dick. And why is he a dick? Nobody knows. They never explain it in this fucking movie. Um, So uh, he gets captured by his magical trees. uh, But Chris is like, hey, man, uh, how about uh, I'll give you this toy and you let us go. And Winter Warlock's like, oh, a toy? I love toys. Fuck it. I'm not going to be a dick anymore. So he's no longer a dick for some reason. And like the ice over his skin melts. This could be a reason why he's a dick. And then he's like, you know. It's like, I don't know how to be good. And he's like, oh, it's just like one step at a time, put one foot in front of the other. It's like he's like teaching them. It's like a song about teaching someone how to walk. <laughs> it's just like, which I like, I get the sentiment. He's like, you know, uh, you know, being good, you just gotta take every day one step at a time, you know? Just one step at a time. Put one foot in front of that is the catchiest song in the movie. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. That is one of the best fun songs. So uh, so they make an alliance after that. You know, obviously he's like, you bring the warlock toys, he'll give you magic. Uh, one of the magic, the specific one he like brings up first is like, hey, look, just make snowball and uh, you can watch anyone at any time. Uh, but I know you're going to specifically use it for kids to watch them sleeping. So he's gone full Edward Cullen. He's about to watch kids while they sleep. Uh he's like he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. And uh you know it's doing bad good for good for goodness sake. So uh that's fucking creepy Santa. Uh what the fuck's going on there? Uh but nevertheless he persisted and uh so you know he can deliver presents. Uh so coming all these uh so so uh Chris Kringle tells all the kids, Hey, leave your doors unlocked overnight, uh so I can leave presents for you. Um After, uh, we learn he gets a magic snowball where he can watch kids sleeping, so, that's cool, uh, that's some cool shit right there, hey kids, uh, leave your doors unlocked while you sleep, so I can deliver you presents, uh, okay... Uh, yeah. You know, Come on, kids. Leave your door open so I can deliver your presents. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Leave your door open. Don't be stingy. Um. So you know, the next day, uh, Burgermeister sees all the kids with toys and is still constipated and being a dick. Uh, so now he's the only person in the movie being a dick besides the Winter Warlock. Uh, but he could be. It could be because he's fat and has some health problems from being fat.
2: Hashtag pray for Micah.
0: So um, that's also a good. Reason Uh, They never explain in the movie, so anyone's predictions can be good. If you have a theory, try to back up the theory, but I'm most likely thinking it's constipation uh, because he's fat. And I do see he eats a lot of meat, which is what I do. Um, He should be skinnier if he's lower in the carbs, but uh, no, he is fat, and he's eating a lot of uh, non-fiber foods, which will make him constipated. So he is uh, constipated. And that's the movie. So, um, so they, so they're like, okay, we got to fucking stop this after he's like, keeps tricking them, like putting toys in stockings, going down chimneys. He keeps, he keeps outsmarting, uh, Burgermeister Nazi burger. And so they're like, all right, we're going to plan a setup and we're going to catch him. Uh, so they set up a trap and they eventually capture Chris, and he's like, "We captured him." He's like, "Ah, oh, you can't catch me!" And Chris is like, "I can escape this." But they're about to kill Hopper. They're like, "We're gonna if you don't come with us, we're gonna kill the fucking penguin." Uh, and so he's like, "All right, you got me," uh, because he's not a dick. Um, it's just a movie. It's like who's a dick and who is not a dick. And uh, and then uh, Jessica's like, "They're gonna they're gonna capture Chris." And Winter War likes, "I can't do magic anymore." And he's like, and "That's not explained either." He's like, "Ah, I, I I can't do anything anymore. I'm sorry." Um, uh, all I have left is some, uh, after they all get captured and then eventually when a warlock gets sent to prison, he's like, all I got left is like some candles, some magic cards and, uh, some corn that makes reindeer fly. Jessica's like, huh, I could, I could use that. So she takes the corn and then feeds it some reindeer and then they learn how to fly and they break them out of prison. No, no way how they got out of the prison cell. That was not explained in the movie. That's the big, that's the big plot hole. Like how the hell did they escape from prison? Uh, they really didn't. Jessica was able to break them out and get on the reindeer, fly away. So after they escape, uh, Chris Kringle uh, is a wanted fugitive from the law of this one specific town. Uh, so what does he do? He decides to grow a beard first, and so they he's unrecognizable. And then he's like, "I got to change my name." And his mom's like, "Well, you're found with this necklace that a Claus, but uh, we thought that was kind of stupid, so uh, we didn't fucking name you that. We just gave you the name Chris." And he's like, "I guess I'll go by that." For my last name, first name I'll go by Santa. How he came up with Santa? I don't know. I'm not I can't figure that out. But uh now now he's uh Santa Claus. Or Klaus. No, it's Claus. Uh and so, yeah, it's like uh ah, that's stupid. Let's just make it my last name. So um Yep, eventually, you know, time moves on. Uh, they settle kind of where, I guess, the North Pole is. Uh, him and Jessica get married and also get really fat. So that's how you know they were happy for a little bit. They got really fat. And like I said, this is all the Rankin-Bass movies are supposed to be connected, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This one would be like Captain America, the first Avenger of the Rankin-Bass universe. Uh, but yeah, him and, him and Mrs. Claus got super fat and uh, eventually had a sexless marriage. As you tell by the last one, he starts calling her Ma. Uh, because anyone calls their wife, ma, or mother has a sexless marriage or they have a haircut like the lady in the Renew Mind is the key videos. Um, so uh, Santa in all his fatness uh, decides that he can't keep up doing multiple deliveries all the time. And decides only do it once a year uh, because he can. And decides Christmas is the perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, thus ending the origin story of Santa and all his uh, misdeeds. Uh, and then Fred Astaire finishes the story. We go back to Fred Astaire and he's like, now shut the fuck up or Santa's going to put you on the naughty list. So shut the fuck up. Never ask me a single fucking question about Santa ever again, or I will kill your family. And the movie ends with that. So um, thoughts on the movie. Uh, this is a great, uh, this is, I think is one of the best of all the Rankin Bass movies. Uh, like I said, Rudolph, had no story, uh no real moral to the story. It's just like, hey, if people make fun of you, uh, still help them anyways, because uh you're weak and they're not. So uh yeah. So I didn't like Rudolph. So Rudolph I just have a lot of pro- I like the I like actual Rudolph himself. I always like, did. Uh, just interesting character, you know, going red nose. I always liked as a kid, this ornament I always liked playing with I think I had a Rudolph toy at one point. So I always liked Rudolph. Um, with A uh, Year Without Santa Claus, it's just kind of the stories like even Santa can have an existential crisis and not feel loved. So that's the story about that, which is a very good story. Um, like, you know, uh, Christmas cheer is not dead and Christmas will stay alive in all our hearts. Uh, but this movie I really like because uh, being kind and giving and being a good person can spread to other people and bring joy to other people. And it's kind of, it's kind of like the movie A Clouds I Watch is like, like one good deed spreads to another, you know stuff like that. I can't remember the full quote, but Klaus you watch Klaus on Netflix. Uh it's not stupid enough for me to review on this sh- uh show, but I uh, know Klaus is a very good movie. It's on Netflix. It should be part of your Christmas uh traditional movies to watch, but uh, no, it's great. It's a great movie. But uh as far as that no, but this movie's good like the kindness like Santa how good of a person Santa is. It's a really good movie uh to realize how great Santa is and like how like you know, like he's like here's a toy. You know what? Uh, no one's probably ever done this for you, but yeah, here's here's a gift. And he's like, a gift? Oh, man, thank you. So, overall, this movie is great. It's very wholesome. A great movie to show your kids about how a good person Santa is, and you can become a good person, too. And, uh, and I really like that. As Garth would say. So... That's my thoughts on a year without a Santa Claus. Uh, not a year without Santa Claus. My thoughts on Santa Claus coming to town. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Du-dum-dum. Santa Claus is coming to town. Du-dum-dum. Santa Claus is coming to town. Du-dum-dum. Santa Claus is coming to town. All right. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Uh, Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese or... If you're British, fish and chips comes complete with three big beer soaps, a deliciously scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with the Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one big American bourbon soap and a rich oak barrel scented bar made with buffalo trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who appreciates a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Use the link in our description to get free shipping on your order over $20. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else I will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years and it's a great way to save money on pizza. It's a great way to, for me to buy audio equipment online. It always saves me money. I've gotten 40%. I've gotten 50% even before it is so great. I love honey and you will too. And if you don't use honey, it's basically throwing money away. So use the link in the description of this episode, install it on your web browser, whether that's Chrome, Safari, Oprah, opera, whatever it's called and start saving money on things you buy every day. Anyways. Okay, so it is now time for me to go over uh, your relationship problems and fix your relationship problems and uh, fix you and uh, be like... Simp. (laughs) I, the simp, will uh, be like... That's rough, buddy. uh, ...for you and uh, guide you in the direction... That is perfect for you. Um, Let's get started here. Girlfriend wants me to propose by March or she's leaving. Hoping you can help me out here. I get along great with my girl. We knew each other over other for years but lost touch she lived on the other side of the country and decided to move in right after we reconnected she's been living with me for two years since we've been dating things are honestly great for the most part we have a strong bond and plenty of inside jokes the only thing i'm unhappy with is we have sex maybe once a week and it's usually vanilla i have a high sex drive and consider myself very open and kinky uh for the past year she's been begging me to get engaged i come from a broken family where my parents did not love each other and ended up in a nasty divorce i'm not ready to be engaged at this time but i don't want her to leave we've tried many mature conversations about this where we both lay out what we want in a calm way but there seems to be no way to get over this. She wants to be engaged so badly. She is she's willing to leave and move back across the country. I appreciate your help. This has been tearing me apart. Okay. So, um I hate to say this, um you have to decide like you really are going to have to decide do I want to be engaged? And it sounds like she may be prioritizing getting engaged over you. I want to say Uh, especially if you, if the big thing here, uh, first of all, that's rough, buddy. But, uh, if, if one person in a relationship has to make an ultimatum, uh, to like get you to do something, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Unless she, unless you guys can work it out and you think you can't, you can be engaged and get married to this person. It's not going to work out, bud. Uh, uh, best thing to do. Be gone. And tell her to be gone. Uh, but, yeah, um, you may have to do that. You, you re- I mean, it sounds like you've had this conversation, but this is like a deal breaker for her. Um, but so it sounds like you just – you basically – I would say if you've been living together for a long time at some point, you're like basically married. Like I know people who have been like living with their – significant other or they call them the partners, which sounds like a same sex couple. I remember one time someone was like, yeah, me and my partner do that. He Who's he's a gay man. And I was like, you can just say your boy, boyfriend or husband or whatever. I'm like, I don't care. But no, it was, it was more in regards to, uh, their, uh, cause it sounds better than my boyfriend or something like that. Uh, but no, I think, uh, if you realize that if that's a deal breaker for her, it might not be worth dating her anymore. Uh, and I know it's hard sometimes when you like it, but it sounds like her pussy isn't as good as you want it to be. And so uh, get your get your pants touched by a woman who's as kinky as you are, my friend, and tell her be gone, fuck, because all she wants is that ring. Yes, <laughs> ha, 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 tell her fuck off. Anyways, next question I got. My wife won't sleep with me. What should I do? My wife and I have been married for a year and 10 months. We have never had sex. When she's asked, I've been honest and admitted to her that I have had sexual partners in the past. It bothers her greatly. She says she loves me but fears the pain of losing her virginity and will offer an alternative in oral once a month. She seems to love me in every way imaginable except the physical. I do believe her... Love is genuine, and I do love her as well, but it's unbearable. Okay, first of all, I did make that groan, and it was not for the oral sex. Oral sex is great. I groaned at the once a month part. Uh, I feel I have made clear to her how much this affects me emotionally and psychologically. I need to have a sexual partner. I don't know what to do as I don't want her to leave, but I can't be in— this without sex. My Christian upbringing tells me this means I'm seeking lust, but if I'm honest with myself, I just can't do this potentially forever. We have talked about having children. I don't want trying to conceive to feel like a a rote and loveless task. We... We had discussed sex at length throughout our three-year courtship. Uh, She asked, always maintained that after marriage, we would have a robust sex life. Once married, she has consistently evaded the topic or shut it down by claiming it will hurt too much physically. I feel like I have been lied to and duped. I once gently suggested marriage counseling, and she bristled hard, stating that she didn't have a problem. Her physicians had told her sex would be a good for her hormonally, but this hasn't had any effects. Okay, I read that right. She has perhaps jokingly suggested I keep a mistress before, but I'm not a two-woman kind of man, and I estimate that trying to be would just lead to pain all around. So I think divorce is the only solution that fits. Yeah, you're right. Divorce is the only thing that fits. you you have a sexless marriage. I mean, to each their own. Feel free if you want to wait till marriage, do that. I, I have no judgment. But I think it's a bad idea because you could discover you're asexual. I think she's discovered that she's asexual. Um, if she just, like, the idea of not wanting sex, it's like, it's going to hurt. I'm like, you got to break the hymen eventually. Your hymen could already be broken. I don't know. Sometimes you just get on a mopey car ride and it breaks. I don't know. A doctor told me that once. Uh, or people were like, oh, no, what I learned it from was, like, toxic Christianity where, like, you know, you wanted your wife to be a virgin, and then you fuck them on their wedding night and their hymen doesn't break, and it's like, you you had sex, you whore, which is a bad thing. Um, she either needs to suck it up. Like, this is bad. Like, she said we're about sex life, so she tricked you into getting married to her and then never has sex with you. Like, this woman's toxic. So, best suggestion here, uh, pressing it here. Be
2: gone,
0: fuck! And tell her to fuck off because and get a divorce. And then people ask, so what happened to the divorce? Well, she wouldn't have sex with me. And people think, oh, that's pretty selfish. But yeah, you're married. And when you're married, you should be having sex. And if you're not having sex, especially if you're with someone and you're not having sex, that's a problem. Sounds like she's asexual. And like I say, asexual people can be the shittiest people on planet Earth. Um, They will go into relationships for their own personal gain and are shitty human beings for that. If you're an asexual person... And you only date, because if you're asexual, you should only date other asexual people. That is, that is 100% the only way. So if you're an asexual person and you date non-asexual people, you are a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, unless you suck it up and have sex with them anyways. Um, but no, if, you, if you're asexual and have normal relationships, you are a piece of shit. And you are a piece of shit. Sound like you, this woman's asexual. Sounds like you should get a divorce if she's not going to put out. You're gonna need to get a divorce that's just hundred percent. i mean you it's long enough you've been married almost it'll almost two years you got to have sex and at this point it doesn't sound like she wants to have sex with you honestly I feel like divorce is gonna me the best thing so I tell her to fuck off be gone fuck! And and if she questions my judgment, I can always say. Pretty
2: bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God.
0: As TJ's girlfriend would say. Um, so, uh, yep, I'll just sell her to fuck off and uh, be gone. Because it sounds like she doesn't want to do marriage counseling. Uh, because, honestly, marriage counseling might be it. And she might figure out she's asexual. And she's like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, get that divorce going here. This is like the divorce episode. The next one's a divorce too. Uh, My husband and I are getting a divorce and one part of me is like, yes, finally. Another part of me wants to kill myself. I'm drunk at home by myself and crying one minute and laughing another. I feel simultaneously liberated and terrified. My husband and I are getting a divorce, and one part of me is, yet, like, yes, finally, another part of me wants to kill myself. I'm drunk at home, blah, 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 blah. Uh, sounds like you have graduation goggles. Graduation goggles. Like, you're finally going to graduate high school, and, like, this four years of high school was shit. And then you realize, oh, well, there's some good parts, and so you remember everything good about it. And then, like, getting ready to leave, I'm like, maybe I'm going to miss high school a lot. Uh, no, nah, it's just graduation goggles. Get it off. Sounds like that person is a piece of shit. Uh, so you're like, yes, finally, like you really do not like being around this person. So, uh, go for that divorce. Uh, you're just having that graduation goggles and you'll get over it. So, uh, I don't know music comes on. It's like, I will remember you. Will you remember me? And, uh, that's all coming up. So that's the thing though. So you got graduation goggles. Uh, just move past it. You're going to get past it. It'll be fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, if you make a big move, you're going to miss the town you're moving to, but you know, obviously, uh, you're going to like the new place a lot better. So, uh, remember this is the type of guy you get. That's what you kind up for this show for. All right. Next one. Uh, ex-boyfriend messaged me for nudes twice in one year. He's married. Should I message his wife? She literally relocated across the world for him and he's sending me sexual messages asking for nudes. Should I tell his wife? And they're all in their thirties. They meant that specific. Uh, Here's what you should do. Um, because obviously there's, you know, there's a lot of problems here. Um, and yeah, you should obviously message his wife, but here's how I would do it. What you need to do, send like the screenshots, uh, to his wife and asking for her permission, uh, to see if you should be able to send him nudes. See, see what I did there? Ask, ask his wife permission if it's okay for you to send nudes because if get her permission, then I guess you can send them nudes. If she's like, no, and then they have a fight and break it up. So that's going to be a good way, uh, to put a little, uh, put a little poison into that little burn that you're about to give to your ex. Uh, it's fun messing with your exes. They are probably shitty people. I love it when they say that, uh, it's like, I found someone better than you. And you can be like, are you with God now? And then, someone's with your ex and they uh, won the lottery. <laughs>
1: Congratulations, you played yourself.
0: Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I would message the wife saying, hey, is it okay if I send your uh, ex, if you send your husband nudes? <laughs> uh, it's just a little fun having with that. I think that's the best thing you could possibly do in that situation. All right. Next thing. I got a couple, like three more. Uh, yeah, I got a lot more. Okay. So I'm not going to be like, I need not like spend too much time on these. Um, my girlfriend said an ex's name while I was going down on her and now I'm feeling bad as you should be. Uh, I feel weird about posting this here, but I feel uncomfortable sharing my current situation with anyone in my personal life. So I have been with this girl, uh, For almost two years, we met at school. I really love her as she is kind and smart and beautiful and was honestly considering asking her to marry me when we graduate this spring. The problem is that about a week ago, we were doing sex stuff and she was a little tipsy and she moaned the name of someone else. If it had just been a random name, it would have wouldn't have bothered me. But she said the name of someone she had history with, basically, before she met me. She was sleeping with this guy. She found out he was sleeping with girls besides her, and she stopped sleeping with him, but they remained friends. I have asked her about him before and she brushed it off and basically just said that they had have they have had fun, but it was over. They still hang out a far bit. They are neighbors, so they see each other a lot. They also text in Snapchat. She has never been secretive with her phone, and I trust that she would never cheat on me. This is not the issue here. Part of my problem is I am unused to to feeling jealous. I am very secure in myself, and I know I bring out a lot to the table, but this guy is hot. It would be unreasonable to assume that she is not attracted to him because everyone is attracted to him. And I can tell that he is still attracted to her. I can see it in the way he looks at her after she said, said his name during the deed. I confirmed her. And at first she said, no, I didn't. But then I, when I said she most certainly had, she said that she was sorry and it had just slipped out and I shouldn't read into it, but it's not, but it's hard not to. Okay. More here. Unfortunately, I did something kind of fucked up. She is an amazing poet, and she has her diary type thing. She she writes her poems in. While she had read a few to me before, she has any permission. Well, I read the poems. There are quite a few about me, and I felt better after reading them because they were flattering, but then I read the poems that she was sleeping with the guy, and I really wish I hadn't. They were super erotic, and it seems like her feelings were a lot stronger than she let on, and it seems like she had a passion-filled relationship with him, while the poems about me are more about feeling safe and warm and comfortable, and it almost reads like she was settling, and the sex stuff is kinkier than the things we have done. Also, I realized that she has love she said love four times in her poems about him but not once in the poem about me to make matters worse there's also a recent poem about him it's called watching i can tell it's about him because she describes his dark hair and blue eyes and it fits i am blonde the poem is from the perspective of a girl being watched by a guy It really part sexy and creepy and the girl can feel herself being watched and it's exciting and she wants to turn around and meet his meet his eyes, but she is also terrified of what will happen if she does, and if she will ever be able to look away. So, in essence, I'm feeling very insecure for the first time and currently wondering if she actually loves me or settled for me. I'm honestly rethinking our whole relationship, but I don't even know how to approach the issue because I don't want to admit I read her poetry. Now, every time he texts her, it bugs me. This sucks, and any advice would be appreciated. All right. So... Reading the title, I thought it was nothing, but then reading your story, ooh, that's, uh... Ooh, that's rough, buddy. So, I... I don't know either of you, so I don't think I can read into this fully. It sounds like she... So it sounds like, so he was sleeping, he was just kind of sleeping around with anyone, uh, because he can, because he's super attractive. Um, so I think she actually really like wanted to ride or die out now on Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Amazon, uh, wherever you know, obviously wherever you get your music. Uh, she obviously is wants to ride or die with that guy. Obviously, she realized that she w- she was never gonna be able to ride or die with that guy, so she moved on. Uh, she. Or I don't know the best word to move on. Uh, so she settled for you. It sounds like she is settling uh, for you. Uh, you are right. Um, sometimes your gut feelings are right. Um, sometimes you need a third person to tell you that. But uh, it sounds like you're right. in that. it looks like she settled for you. Uh, she probably does love you. But if she had to choose between you or him, she will pick him. Uh, it sounds like she will pick him. Obviously, uh, when you're having sex with her, she wishes it was him having sex with her. Uh, going down on her, giving her that sloppy goodness, uh giving her that goodness, uh giving her the wop. Uh that's what it sounds like. It sounds like uh she would definitely pick him over you at any times. Um honestly, bud, uh do not marry her, do not make her your ride or die out now on all your streaming platforms. Um best thing I can tell you to do is uh you know, write it out. Uh have some fun, have sex with her. Uh it's gonna crash gonna crash and burn best thing i can tell you is uh to enjoy the ride down as you can i would say just uh use her for sex because it sounds like she's only using you to fill a hole that he that she wants him to fill uh it sounds like that's the issue uh it sounds like she is a thought and a bitch i don't like her i don't like your girlfriend uh so uh at this point in time uh it's gonna have to fizzle out, but uh, let it go out like a firework, you know? Uh, and then after the end of the day, you can be like, Be
2: gone, thot! and uh, she
0: can die. She can die. Uh, god, I'm trying to kill these flies in here. I'm so fucking pissed. It's like two of them. I'm like, I got it. Okay, so yeah, just tell her to be gone. Uh, obviously, it's rough, buddy, but uh, or that's rough, buddy, but uh, you got this, bud. I, you, I, I believe in you. Uh, you'll be fine. All right, next one I got. Boyfriend chose his ex over me, and it hurts. I've been going through this breakup for a while. It started as a fight between us. I broke up with him at first because a small fight that just kept going back and forth. He told me that it was insane to break up, so I asked him for a few days to think, and then told him, of course, I wanted to work on us. The fight was silly, obviously, yeah? people fight. It happens to everyone. A week later, he said, actually, we should break up. But this time I was the persistent one. I told him we owed it to work on our issues since this was our second month of long distance and I'd be home in a couple of weeks. we would be together for about seven months at this point. The next month was a lot of back and forth and hot and cold from him. Finally, the day I was to fly home, he told me all the back and forth was because of his ex and him started talking again during our fight, and he had rekindled their feelings for each other. He was going back and forth between the two of us, talking to her about me, but keeping me in the dark, and now wanted to see her again. I was devastated, I flew home, I went to see him, I promised to be better, and asked him to choose me. She flew in to see him a couple of days after me, asked him to block me on everything, and this is where we are now. Though this, through this, I learned some new details of their relationship. I thought they had been broken up since 2018 when we moved to a different state, but I didn't know he'd been pursuing her since the last breakup and finally told her he wanted to marry her or cut contact with her three months before we met for he met me. She rejected him again, obviously. They were together off and on for about four years. This is this will be the fourth time reuniting. Our relationship was so intense but also beautiful. We spent almost every day together. Immediately started talking about the future. He was showing me wedding rings, telling my parents he wanted to marry me, encouraging me to quit my job in another state and move in with him. He was so thoughtful and funny and kind and never made me feel threatened that I wasn't good enough for him or that he had feelings for other women. It was one of my mo- one of the most intense relationships I have experienced. My head is totally spinning that it could just end like this. So what do you think is going to happen? Are they going to last? Was I some sort of weird and intense rebound? Why did he say all these things to me just to get with his ex? Also, how do I make it hurt not so damn bad? I feel like my world has been torn apart. So to numb your feelings, uh, alcohol or marijuana are the two best things. Uh, I would suggest everything else uh, is for... uh, for unpleasant people i don't I make fun of on the internet uh, meth in general if you 're from the Midwest just don 't stay away from meth so uh yeah I like drinking drinking's my favorite vice uh, so yeah drink your feelings that 's gonna be the best thing to get over that but uh yeah it sounds like you were the rebound um, it doesn 't seem like he actually did care about you sorry to say that um, yeah you know it sounds like that guy is a dick um, he was just kind of sometimes you date other sometimes uh you know uh people will like immediately get into another relationship afterwards after like a very serious one because one they're a bitch and two uh it's just a way to numb the pain and uh, kind of get over that just to distract them from that uh from you know being in love with someone and uh stuff like that but of like you were the rebound you always wanted her um obviously telling your parents he wants to marry you that's just kind of you, know, you just kind of say that to uh make the parents like you and shit like that and he was like oh this is a good guy you know he really cares about you but um uh, yeah it doesn't at least he didn't like physically it's all you were right? I don't know why I came up to that that's pretty brutal um but no uh, yeah it sounds like you were the rebound um so eventually it sounds like him and that ex are pretty toxic for each other so they're gonna get back together and then probably break up again then he's gonna come back to you uh, best suggestion I give to you is to tell him be gone son! And tell him to go fuck off because he's a bad person and you shouldn't, you deserve better, sweaty. And that's, that's the way it is. All right, next one. I have been seeing a girl for a few months, and I think I blew it recently. We're meeting on Friday for a coffee, and I would like advice on trying to save it. So we met on Tinder a while ago, and before the lockdown forced us apart, we'd meet every week or so and had a nice time together. things The thing is messaging when we're apart has always been a bit difficult, especially because with the lockdown, there's not much to talk about. We met last week for the first time in a month, and it was fine. We both had a nice time, but I've Increasingly felt that she's not interested. Was messaging and wanted to talk to her about it. So I called tonight, and I'm not very smooth—not a very smooth way. I told her how I felt a little and asked her how she felt, and it was still—and she was still interested. I intended to have an open conversation about how we both felt, but she got upset because she's taken it as me not caring about our relationship because I've called and asked if she's still interested. I've not come across very well and made things worse by being unclear. I let her know that I do care about our relationship and we're going to meet for a coffee on Friday, but I think it might be be to break up. Does anyone have any advice for how this clears us up and come out of this coffee chat with the relationship? The lockdown has been tough for us. When you see me regularly, a person, it was nice. Do you think buying a small gift would be a cheesy or bad idea? Uh, would you like some thoughts and ideas for anything? Uh, obviously, if you think she's going to break up with you, uh, don't get a gift. Just don't get a gift. We treat women too nice you're uh like me and uh you're probably gonna be like i should bring her a gift you know that'd be nice no that's simp shit you don't do that you do that when she's your girlfriend lock her down i've come to a recent conclusion um this kind of gonna sound like a dick but obviously this is my show so you know you know this uh this is the type of guy you get best way to say it um don't call women beautiful unless you're gonna have sex with them or you're dating them plain and simple uh Women like compliments, but they also see you as weak when you do that. So it's just uh, the way it is. And don't call me an incel. I'm a. Sim. Okay. Know what you're thinking. Um, nope. Uh, only thing, yeah, only thing I can tell you um, talk to her. I'm like, okay, so we're meeting up, right? Um, is this meetup for you to break up with me or to end things? Okay. Like, do that. Like, is this going to be to end things? And uh, if she says no, and you show up and she does break up with you. Uh, cause the scene. That's all I could say. I would cause a scene I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I asked you if you're breaking up with me. <laughs> uh, but no, and if she says, no, just show up. Um, but yeah, hopefully if you ask her, like you're not asking me to break up. I'd rather just do this over text or calling each other. I feel like that's just easier. That's easier for both parties. Oh. well, in your situation, asking her, are you, are you doing this to break up with me? And she's like, Yes. That way you don't have to see her. Just get her out of your head and move on. Uh, but yeah, just be honest with her. I'm like, are you gonna break up with me on this meetup? <laughs> because I've always been uh yeah, most of my breakups. No, we're not talking about me. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your problems. So uh we've got like one more question. So this is the last one uh my boyfriend won't make romantic gestures for me but loves rom-coms so i've been feeling really weird lately and need some advice my boyfriend and i have been living together for a year and together and been together for about three we have been watching a lot of movies and we, he has discovered he absolutely loves rom-coms and romantic films he even gets he gets even giddier over them than i do and i love that shit Love that genre. Oh, I said shit. That's stupid. And is always rooting for the couple to end up together. And I live happily ever after, though. And live happily ever, though he seems particularly excited at the idea of them having sex. And we'll usually make a sly comment like, they're gonna fuck at the end. We usually watch an episode of a show or a film every night together. If I forget, he reminds me. Weird thing is, He seems allergic to romance in our own relationship, and it's caused rifts between us. He's never liked to plan dates or exchange gifts or even be affectionate in public. He often pushes me away. I've always been the opposite. I love planning, I love surprising him, and love spoiling him when he lets me, which is rare. It's generally fun and enjoyable for me because I'm a romantic person. I go out of my way to make him feel special, leave notes in his pockets for him to find, cook for him, dress for up for him. When I communicate with him and I explain how it would make me feel loved and appreciated to receive flowers every once in a while or receive a gift on my birthday, he responds extremely defensively. He gaslights me and turns me into a problem. You're never happy with me. There's always something I'm doing wrong. Why can't you just be happy? You only want those things because other girls have it, rather than addressing the actual problem at hand and solving it together. A couple uh, he huffs and puffs and acts shocked and insults that I would want such crazy, unrealistic things. He has a million excuses. All right. And she lists the excuses, five excuses. Uh, He has no idea that I want those things, even though his desire of mine comes up at least monthly. He doesn't have any money to do those things. I've offered plenty of free gestures. That would awesome. Uh, He doesn't have any time to do those things, even though he spends literally hours watching YouTube alone in his room with the door shut. He has his own room. Okay. Um, he can't think of anything, and those ideas are so absurd. How could he possibly have known? I'd want that. Uh, we've been together so long that our relationship shouldn't be like that. And men only act like that when they want sex, and after they get it, they'll stop. He insists that I leave him. No one will treat me like I want, and they do. It's only to get sex. This makes no sense to me, considering he watches a plethora of romance. Movies, he knows what it looks like when someone is trying to impress or pursue or court someone. Heck, he wrote this his last crush, the one before we got together, a song, and it's beautiful. I'll be the judge of that if I can hear the song. When I try to ask him on dates, he'll often reject me or go, but put absolutely zero effort into trying to look nice. I once asked him about this, and while at first denying it, he eventually admitted that if we were going to go on a date with a new girl, he would dress nicer and try harder. They that really hurt. He talks a lot about novelty, actually, and how all men need it. When he does, doesn't does gaslight me, he sometimes admits that he has been taking me for granted and that he's just a dumb boy who makes mistakes, but he offers no solution and never changes. It hurts me to see his eyes glitter and shine while he watches these movies, gets more excited over the fictional characters than he does over me. Best he treats me all year was when I came home after... Being at my mom's for a week this is basically the longest we've ever been apart. He wouldn't take his eyes on, off me was so handsy and literally had a boner at the sight of me walking in the door he kept making comments like it's like I'm with a new girl it lasted for about five hours and then he was back to basically ignoring me and treating me like a roommate I just want to make him happy I've offered having threesomes or letting him sleep with other girls to be happy though he says no he says he loves me and doesn't much would be devastated to lose me but his actions don't match his words I want to see him look at me like that please help what do I do no matter how much I love him, I feel like I should end the relationship. I just don't think he'll ever feel the way about me, and I've tried everything. Is there anything I should do, say, or try before I do it? Okay, so obviously he is right. Um, guys who do those fucking romantic gestures in movies—if uh, they do exist—you don't like them. I am the king of the Sim. so. I can tell you that I'm the type of guy who would do that shit. And I can tell you that no girl has ever liked that ever when it happens in real life. You do not like that shit. Uh, only certain type of guys can pull that off. And those guys are never going to do that shit. That guy, he is right there. He says, you're never going to find a guy who does that, that you actually like and want to do that to you. That's the thing. That's the type of guy. You get. The This is the type of guy you get as Joe would say. But no, the thing is though, like, Those guys, the guys who do that and exist are not the guys you want doing that. So it sounds like you like him. If he's really gaslighting you, leave him. Like, that's that's a pretty bad thing to do. But, you know, he has good points. Um, He should put his – he should always put effort into his dates, onto your dates. You know, you can catch flies with honey, but you can catch more honeys being fly. And uh, obviously I feel like in my relationships, but obviously I scored 28 out of 40 on the NPI test uh, that – he, um, basically all I can say is that, uh, I always plan to look better than the girl I'm with. That's just, the. Uh, this is the type of guy you get, you know, I, I hope one day I can get married and uh, everyone stands when I walk down the aisle instead of her, because that is what's more important to me as a person. And apparently that's not a healthy thing, but also I do care about other people <sighs> having to say that sounds bad. But anyways, uh, but no, if he's really gaslighting you do that, um, sounds like he's a normal person. Um, he just probably likes that stuff, uh, because he probably wishes he could do that and, uh, not dry out your pussy because if he actually did that shit in movies, like you remember in the notebook when he like hangs off a Ferris wheel, I'm going to kill myself. if You don't go on a date with me. She's like, fuck, fine. I'm like, that's not a way to get a date. If I did that, they'd be like, you need to work on your mental health and go see a therapist. So, uh, he probably wishes he could do that, but he can't because if you did that in real life, uh, your pussy would be the driest thing on earth. And so, um, I think I answered all the questions. Um, why are you offering him to let him sleep with other women? That's fucking stupid. Uh, he should be putting in more effort to your dates. Um, that'd be something a marriage counselor would say. I should become a marriage counselor. I could probably get a talk show, you know, fixing that shit. Like, Doctor, Dr. Dr. or something like that. He's like, Dr. Schweiz is not a real doctor. So uh, take everything with a grain of salt. Maybe I should get like a degree in uh, relationship counseling. That's for another time though. I think, yeah, it sounds like he likes the rom-coms because he wishes he could do that. But if he, if you actually had him do that. So that's the thing. Uh, someone who was raised on television can teach you uh, that life and TV are not the same. And uh, things that happen in movies is our fantasies. But when our fantasies become realities, it's pretty stupid. Like, let's take dragons. Dragons are typically fantasy. Dragons are cool. You like dragons? They look look, like dragons. But dragons for real. You'd be like, fuck no. So, all right. Well, folks, that's going to be it for this episode of Cancel Shweezy. I'm glad. I hope I offended all of you. This has been the best episode I've ever made. Uh, I'm going to say that every episode because... It's, uh, I barely hope that so sucks. Uh, my EP ride or die is out now on all your streaming platforms. Go listen to it. Go follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you uh, You can follow me anywhere else at the shweezy, unless you're on TikTok. It's the four at the four play King. Um, and, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concern, email the swag at gmail.com. Be more than happy to help you with any more inquiries or any problems you do have. Uh, also, my new EP, yeah, like I said, my new EP, Ride or Die, is out now. Great thing, great uh, EP, and I like it. Subscribe on Twitch. We have an Amazon Prime account. Connect that to your Twitch account and uh, press the subscribe instead of the follow button. Uh, support the show even further and make sure Jeff Bezos doesn't get an extra $5. And uh, if you also have an extra $5 you want to burn every month, support the show on Patreon where you get ad-free episodes of all shweezy uh, uh, podcast universe podcasts. Uh, Great, and uh, and I really like that. So that is how I'm going to send you off today, folks. Uh, the renew mind is the king, the key to the power that we lead. Uh, everyone, go fuck yourself, and uh, like always, stay awesome.
2: Hashtag pray for Micah.
0: Hey you, you just finished a full episode of the Shwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes you, can get ad-free episodes of the Shwegcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.